I'm Martin Shipton, Chief Reporter of Media Wales, and you're listening to my podcast, Martin Shipton Meets. It's Martin Shipton, and today I am with Vivian Lang, who is the Policy and Public Affairs Manager of NSPCC Cymru. The main thing we're going to talk about today is the Welsh Government's proposed legislation to remove the defence of a reasonable punishment in cases where parents are disciplining their children. This, of course, relates to what is referred to as the so-called smacking ban, which is going through the Senedd now. But Vivian, before we get on to that, perhaps you could give me a bit of background about yourself. Where are you from originally? Well, I'm a Welsh girl, went to university in Wales. I live now in Gwent, and I've been Policy and Public Affairs Manager for NSPCC for nine years. Whereabouts in Wales? Well, I was born in the Celtic Manor, in the old old Lydia Baden nursing home. Really? Yes, in those days. I don't know whether it's the same year as Terry Matthews or not, I don't know. But that's where I was born, and I was brought up on the Gwent levels, and I've you know, I've been away and come back and I was a teacher originally, a maths teacher, but when I've come back to Wales, I wanted to do more in the campaigning field and so eventually ended up in the NSPCC. How many children do you yourself have? I have four children. They are now grown up. I had them in the 80s and 90s and that's when I was bringing my four children up. But, you know, I intrinsically did not want to hit my children, although lots of people around me were using physical punishment, but I didn't want to use that with when I was bringing my children up. So, you know, I just used other methods. There wasn't so much advice around then, but there's lots of advice around now, and particularly the evidence that shows that physical punishment leads to poorer outcomes with children growing up into their and into adulthood as well. So, you know, the research evidence, this strong international research evidence shows that physical punishment can lead to poorer outcomes, it can lead to antisocial behaviour, delinquency, um, anxiety, depression and aggression. This research is later than when I was bringing my children up. I think that's a good reason for not physically punishing your children, besides the fact that it's not effective. So many parents say that they physically punish their child, but it doesn't work. It doesn't make any difference later. The child doesn't remember that. They just, And particularly if the child's young, I think, well, they just think, why is this person I love hurting me? And yet, when I was coming here to an industrial estate in Cardiff, which sadly is uh, so very badly by buses, so that's my excuse for coming in a taxi, because I don't drive. I was chatting with the taxi driver, he was asking me where I was going and what I was doing, and I was saying that I was coming to, to talk to you about this issue. And he wasn't aware of this matter at all in terms of the legislation which is uh, proposed and which is going to be uh, going through the, the Senate before very long. And he, in fact when I said it came up with a sort of very frequent response that you get, which is people say there is a difference between actual abusively assaulting children and giving them a gentle smack on the back of a leg. How how do you justify the position that the gentle smack on the back of the leg is as wrong as more... Uh, serious uh, assaults on a child? Well, the research says 
that it's a continuum of violence. So from that mild smack up to serious physical abuse, that is a continuum of violence. And all the evidence says that even if it is mild physical punishment, it is still harmful for children, even when uh, it's happening in a warm, loving home there are still negative outcomes. And then the other thing is, is about the risk of escalation into abuse. Because it's ineffective, it doesn't work, and all the evidence shows that, there's a risk of escalation into abuse. So because it hasn't worked, what do you do? Do you then hit again? Do you hit harder and harder? So there is that risk of escalation. So that's what I would say in response to that. What I would say as well is that, and in a sense reinforcing the point that you're making from my own observation, I mean, I've seen when I've been on um, buses, uh, for example, I have seen some parents treat their children in a very aggressive manner. Mm -hmm. And that's both verbal and sometimes it does does actually lead to physical intervention, if you like, where they're, they're sort of grabbing hold of the child in an extremely aggressive way to try to stop them from crying. But of course, all it does is it makes them cry more. Mm. Do you think there's a general problem with lack of parenting classes? Because obviously there are such things that exist, but perhaps often, and it's like antenatal classes, yeah. it's the people who perhaps least need such classes who actually attend them and the people who probably do need them don't go. I mean we don't really want I suppose to get into a society where we're forcing people to attend classes of this kind but how do we address this sort of problem? Well I think you've got to bear in mind Welsh Government's been very good at putting a lot of positive parenting classes in place in communities through Flying Start, through um, Families First but also the health visitors they are now provide routine visits and provide regular advice to parents on positive parenting. And what I would say about sort of being aggressive and angry, the important thing about parenting positively is about trying to stay calm. And, and we've got a campaign called Take Five, which is where we say it's very easy to start losing your cool with your children, but the advice is Take Five, Stop, breathe, react calmly. And that's very simple advice to, for parents to remember when they start to lose their cool or get frustrated with their child. And I think when you look at positive parenting, it's about having a positive atmosphere in the house. It's about praising the good things children do. And if you look at, you know, a lot of parents in Wales have had positive parenting classes where they've, instead of having you know, a negative atmosphere where it's, no, don't do this, all these negative rules. You have positive rules, so speak in a calm voice, which is a, a positive rule. Walk through the house instead of running through the house, things like that. And if you deal calmly with things, and if there is a bit of mild misbehaviour, you ignore that, and when the child starts behaving the way you want them to, you praise them. And the more you praise them, the more they will do the things you want them to do. And and then you don't need physical punishment. What's really clear, though, is you need clear rules and boundaries for all children. But you don't need physical punishment to enforce those boundaries. You can use a load of other techniques. 
It's really important for children to learn self-control. It's really important for them to learn about rules and you can't do exactly what you want through life because that's what you need to become successful and and sociable person um, later on in life. So it's really important to set those ground rules and boundaries in your house but then do it in a positive way and show your child lots of love, affection and praise the good things. It has, however, Viv, hasn't it, taken quite a while for the Welsh Government to come to the conclusion that it is worth legislating on this matter because the Assembly's been around for 20 years now and there are a couple of women AMs, um, Christine Chapman and Julie Morgan, who really virtually from the outset were suggesting that a law of this kind should be brought in. And yet there was resistance from within the Labour group in the Assembly for quite a, a large number of years demonstrating that there has been a reluctance. I mean, is that something to do specifically, do you think, with British society, Welsh society, or or what? Why is it that there is this particular reluctance to go down that route? And as I've said, you know, you'll speak to many ordinary people who have got the default position that a gentle smack is nothing to worry about. Mm, Yeah. Well, first, let's uh, commend Julie Morgan and Christine Chapman for championing this legislation. And there have been lots of debates through the life of the Assembly. As to why it hasn't been done so far, I think it could be down to that British, you know, about private sphere, family life being private and not interfering. But now I think there's a strength of evidence to show that the negative outcomes, and it doesn't work. Um, And also that the law, as it is at the moment, isn't clear. Because, you know, there is... So if we look at assault law generally, it's no adult can hit, push, shove another adult. But children, our smallest, most vulnerable members of society, are treated differently because of this defence. So this legislation will remove this defence of reasonable punishment, giving children equality under assault law. And it is about equality and fairness. And it's about children's rights as well. The Welsh Government's pioneered bringing through, or taking through the rights of children and persons measure. And that's about fulfilling children's rights. And when we talk about children's rights, it's about their need to be protected and have the right development to grow into fulfilled, happy adults. So what we're looking at is making sure their rights are fulfilled. And the the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child say we should protect children from violence. And the UN Committee on the Rights of the Child has on, I think it's three occasions, said UK state government needs to um, ban corporal punishment in all settings, including the home, by removing any defences. So... We're just doing what the UN committee is recommending the UK state parties should do. And you've also got to remember that most parts of Europe have already protected children in this way. They've already given them protection by removing any defences or banning corporal punishment in the home. Popular tourist destinations like Spain and Portugal did this back in 2007. So, you know, children already have that equal protection there. And yet uh, an Assembly member was suggesting that introducing the reasonable punishment defence might alienate 
people from coming on holiday to Wales. What was your reaction to that suggestion? I found it a bit incredulous. I can't imagine that people will be trying to work out where they go on holiday dependent on where they can hit their children. And it's not just that. Ireland's already brought in this legislative change. Scotland and Wales are doing it now, as well as most of Europe. So the change has already been made. And yet there is quite a concerted campaign against this legislative change, isn't there? I was looking back at my email records uh, last night just to find out how long this campaign had been going on, and I found out that it was actually in July 2017 when I got the first email from an organisation called Be Reasonable, which has argued the case against legislative change. Um, But it quickly became apparent, didn't it, that um, Be Reasonable wasn't exactly simply a grassroots organisation in Wales, but I think it's got some other ideological and religious people behind it, hasn't it? From our understanding, yes. I mean, one of the lead people that gave evidence is the Policy and Public Affairs Manager for the Christian Institute. So from our understanding... What is the Christian Institute? Oh, I don't really know, but I think it's a sort of institute that binds together. You know, there are lots of... Um, it's evangelical. Evangelical. Based in America, I think. I think it could be, yes. Mm. But, you know, they're the drivers behind it, yeah. So the, the campaign that they've been running has been at times quite intensive, hasn't it? Yes, because they've put out a lot of press releases. I mean, I've got quite a, a thick bundle of material which they've been sending out. And, of course, they go very much along the lines that what you would be doing by introducing this law would be unfairly criminalising parents. And, obviously, that message is geared towards um, uh, frightening parents into uh, opposing this legislation because they themselves would not want to be prosecuted. What do you think about that general campaign which they're running? Well, I think it is scaremongering. What we know in countries that have already made this change, and New Zealand has monitored it very carefully, is that there have been very few additional prosecutions. What the New Zealand police and ministry say is that there's been, since they passed the legislation in 2007, there's been increased reporting of violence generally, but there have been very few prosecutions. I've got the number somewhere, but it's less, it's way less than 10 over a period of five years. It hasn't been the effect that parents are criminalised or imprisoned as a result. And when you look at the evidence, the, the Children, Young People and Education Committee have scrutinised the bill and they've had lots of um, organisation, child protection, judicial system, uh, CPS in to give evidence to the committee and they are very clear that they, they've been reassured that any reports will be dealt with in a proportionate way and they are reassured that there will not be a, a huge jump in prosecutions. Obviously the bill is about, it's not aiming to criminalise parents, it's aiming to um, have an attitudinal change to the way children are being brought up. So they're brought up in a positive parenting way rather than with physical punishment. So that's what the aim of the bill is. I suppose one can make a comparison in terms of its likely impact on 
criminal cases with that of a smoking ban. Yeah. Um, because the smoking ban was introduced, there was quite a bit of fuss about that at the time. People were talking about their liberty to smoke being infringed. And yet the smoking ban in public places came in. And generally speaking, it would be fair to say that the law is respected. I mean, obviously, there are some people you come across occasionally who are defying it. But generally speaking, most people, most smokers have respected it. So I suppose it's a case, really, of, tr- of trying to change people's attitude. Because at the moment, it's f- I think it's probably right to say that the default position of a lot of parents is that um, gentle smacking is okay. But if the law were changed, do you think that in itself would change behaviour or is it really something which has to be linked to these initiatives that the Welsh Government and uh, other bodies would have to be involved in or in some cases are currently involved in to spread the word as it were? I think you're absolutely right. The smoking ban in public places, seat belts using, which was a long time ago obviously, has led to the public trying to abide by the legislation and there have not been so many um, prosecutions of course. So I do think that it is about changing attitudes. I think it's really important that Welsh Government and I think that's what the committee is is making sure in their scrutiny that there's a widespread campaign. So you know not not that many people, I suppose, listen to it through um, the National Assembly website or anything like that. They don't follow it like perhaps we do. But um, making sure that there's a, a widespread campaign that gets to families is really crucial. And, you know, because we've got health visitors that go into every child's home up to the age of four, and then we've got schools, I think that's perfectly feasible change parents' attitudes and inform them what's what's okay and what's not okay. There was an interesting piece of research, though, done by Welsh Government. I think it was the last time that they were looking at how parents' attitudes to physical punishment in Wales, and they found that 58% of parents already thought that physical punishment was banned. So we know that a lot of people already think it is banned, We also know that fewer and fewer parents are using physical punishment. There's a reduction in the number of parents that think it's sometimes necessary to smack a naughty child and an increase, you know, that's quite a small percentage now, and an increase in the number of um, parents who think that the Welsh Government should remove that defence of reasonable punishment or prohibit physical punishment. I'm old enough to remember when there were still corporal punishment in schools. Yes, and me. (laughs) And in fact, the only time that I was subjected to it myself was when I was probably a third former or something like that, and I was maybe a bit cheeky to the Latin master. But what he did was, uh, and I found this pretty shocking at the time, uh, smacked me on the bottom with a cricket bat in front of the whole class. Mm. which I thought was absolutely appalling. So Mm. from that moment, if not before, I've always been against any physical attacks on children and uh, just found it, you know, quite nauseating and appalling. But at that time, it was regarded as the norm for physical punishment to be dished out to children who were regarded as naughty. And sometimes the the naughty things they were supposed to have done were were pretty trivial anyway. And it takes me right the way back 
to um, a book by James Joyce, Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man. At the very start of it, he, very close to the start of it, he as a very young boy becomes, because uh, it's largely semi-autobiographical, um, is shocked by the fact that he is unjustly physically punished by a teacher. Mm-hmm. And these things do stay with people, don't they? They do. And I think people of our age can probably think back. I mean, I, what is it about Latin teachers? I remember my Latin teacher throwing the board rubber at me for probably talking in the back of the class or whatever it was. But I think these incidents do stay with you. I've got an incident when I was young that stays with me as well. And I think we, we, as adults, we need to think back to when we were physically punished and what feelings did it um, start in us? For, it's about humiliation. It's about being aggressive and angry. And you can imagine if that punishment's repeated and repeated and repeated, you can see why children feel the way they do and adults, you know, why the research is saying what it says. I think the other element to it is that it breeds a cycle of violence, doesn't it? Yeah. Because there are lots of people who themselves become abusers of one kind or another who themselves have been abused. I mean, this is a very typical sort of uh, repetition, isn't it, Viv? Is is that something which is identified by the NSPCC? Probably not. I mean, we think abuse can happen in any home, but we think it also can be prevented. And what we do, what's really important after children have been subjected to, whether it's domestic abuse in the home or physical abuse or sexual abuse, is that they have some sort of treatment to help them recover. I'm talking sort of play therapy through to counselling or therapeutic service. That's really, really important. And one case I'm thinking about is where the child was subjected to a lot of physical abuse and domestic abuse in the home. And with the support they that person had from the NSPCC, he said he moulded himself into exactly the opposite to the abuser. So it's really important that, that people have support if they have been abused so that they can change the trajectory of their own lives. The opponents of the change of the law, of course, um, use that kind of argument against the proposal saying that Mm -hmm. if you look at New Zealand there uh, have been examples of cases um, and they I think refer to one case in particular where they say that the intervention uh, which they think was unnecessary um, led to trauma in the family and uh, the child being traumatized etc but I mean that is something that you wouldn't recognize I, I wouldn't recognise that. I think we've got to look... I mean, we've consulted children and people, and one child, a five-year-old, once said to her dad, why are you allowed to hit me when I'm not allowed to hit my friends? So, you know, the, the differing in, differences in standards. The other thing that it, a scourge in our society is domestic abuse and coercive control. But if we look at the physical domestic abuse... If we allow children to be physically punished, it's going against all our laws against domestic abuse. Why can you hit in one situation but not in another? Physical punishment of children undermines our approach to non-violence in society. So that's another reason why we're fully in support of this. Another argument used by the opponents in the Be Reasonable lobby is that when opinion surveys are undertaken, they tend to show that the majority of people are against a change in the law. What's your response to that? 
I think it depends which question you're asking. So if what this bill will do is remove a defence, it won't put in an offence, a new offence, it will remove the defence of reasonable punishment. So if you ask the question, do you think that children should have the same protection as adults under assault law? We know the support would be great. If you couch it in a different way, which is the way Be Reasonable have couched it, you'll get a different answer. But the actual bill is going to give children equal protection by removing the defence. So I think it depends on the question that you ask. So the Welsh Government uh, appears determined to um, put this through, and um, they've certainly got the support of uh, Plaid Cymru. Um, Conservatives may be opposed to it, and Brexit Party almost certainly will be opposed to it, but nevertheless, the great likelihood is that it will be passed. How soon do you envisage uh, that it will be actually in force? Well, we think if it goes through the stage one debate on the 17th and then through all the different stages, we think it will have royal assent in the new year. But one of the things up for discussion is how soon it will come into effect. At the moment, the government's suggesting a two-year, two years before it comes into effect. Period, yes, a transitional period, so that then they can, you know run their campaign to make sure parents know about that change. I mean, obviously, we're in tandem with Scotland as well, because Scotland's in the same sort of process as us, so uh, very similar timing. And you'll be very happy when the legislation goes through. And do you think that Wales will be a better place as a consequence of this legislation? We will be very happy. NSPCC will be very happy. And we think, actually, what it will do, it'll enable us to intervene in vulnerable children's lives earlier and that it will reduce late intervention costs later on. Are there any particular communities that are likely to be more resistant to this than others? I'm thinking about religious communities. Mm, Well, I've been working with some local minority ethnic groups, and I'm not not so sure about that. I mean, I think physical punishment of children is on the decrease anyway. It's the way um, modern parents are bringing up their children without physical punishment and with that positive approach. So... I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I agree with that. Vivian Lang, thank you very much indeed for your participation today. Thank you, Martin. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Martin Shipton Meets. We'll be back for more next week.